It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back into another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Hope everyone's doing okay out there. Here in the great state of Illinois, it is a hot one. It currently feels like 109. So it's the hottest day of the year so far. We have record temperatures here. So hopefully everybody, no matter where you are, if it's hot, cool, whatever. If it's hot, you're being staying cool. It is, it is a scorcher here. Um, but welcome back into another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Um, Twitter's at Coach underscore Steve72, as you can see on your screen if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, I got to get the subscription numbers up. Uh, continue to comment in the videos. I do my best to reply to them. There's been a couple ones where we've been replying back and forth, and it's been a pretty good conversation. So please continue to do that. And then please follow follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever. And please, on Apple, uh, can you give it a review? Um you don't have to, you know, comment, rate. You just give it a rate. You don't even have to review it. Just rate it. Um, it be go, goes a long way. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and also make sure you guys are checking out 
um, Belly Up Media Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com and check out all the podcast blogs and everything on there, it's there's media stuff on there for everybody, not just sports. So bellyupsports.com to check up check out all the Belly Media Network. Um, great place to get content. And this podcast is also brought to you by uh, Coach Stone and his Back to the Basics Drill Manuals. So football coaches, we started some, or some of you are in camp, some of you are just speed and conditioning like we are, but there's no better time than right now, actually any time, to look up some drills. You, we're all looking to get back to the basics, <clears throat> and Coach Stone has taken all the work out for us. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, click on Back to the Basics Football Drill Manuals. He's got books on it, on every single type of drill you could think of. <clears throat> Excuse me, on offense, defense, special teams, weightlifting, anything. His very first book is over 500 pages. And if you're looking on YouTube, it's right here. Like, you got this one right here, which is his... Um, defense, but then you got his very first one right here. Like it is literally over, um, it's about 500 pages of drills. So you will not just, you will not be disappointed if you go on there. So coachstonefootball.com, click on back to the basics. His nice little logo here, back to the basics. Um, you will not be disappointed. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. He puts out some good stuff. He, the guy loves football. So just go check that out. Um, so again, welcome in to today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about my Illinois Fighting Illini. I am late to the party, continuing to talk about them. The spring game, of course, has come and gone. Um, I will brag about this to the day I die. Um, had the opportunity to talk to Coach Bart Miller, who was their offensive line coach. I talked to him before their spring game. Uh, not right before. It was, you know, probably a couple weeks before. I got to watch, you know, some of the spring game. I did not record it. Um, but I wanted to watch it again to kind of refresh myself before talking about this, and I just have not had time. You know, every time I have my friend Zach Kyleman on, he makes always a point like, Steve, you're actually a coach. So the name the Coach Steve show is like you're actually a coach. I coach football, basketball, and baseball at the high school level. And then people don't realize, and I'm, you know, this podcast is talking about all things in college football, NFL, a little bit of the NBA. But the podcast originally started on talking to football coaches and talking about football. So there'll be stuff on here about football and everything else. You know, deep dive stuff, you know, talking about X's and O's. And one thing to talk about, I was also Illinois. Love Illinois football, so we're going to talk about it. Um, But I'm an actual coach, and so people don't realize, and we'll talk about this, is like the no time you have, especially when you coach all three. And when the school year is over, like where we've been in summer basketball for two weeks, uh, we've been weightlifting for football. And normally the football camp is going on, but we've just been doing lifting. Then you got football camp coming up. Summer baseball is going on at the same time here in June. So that you just you never stop. Um, you would think that June would be the one where you get time off. No, I won't get time off, and just football camp will be time off. So I just want people to realize that. Listen, I'm an actual coach. Like, this is, you know, I've been coaching for 13 years. This is, you know, a real-life thing. So, I don't have time. So, I got to rewatch the spring game again. I got to watch it originally, so I have my original thoughts. And then I got to rewatch Illinois spring ball. And I didn't get a chance to talk about it. So, we're going to talk about Illinois football heading into year two. It's the summer year two of Coach Brent Bielema at the University of Illinois. Uh, Illinois last year, they did finish 5-7. and seven. They were they lost two or three games, I believe, by one possession games where they could have won. So they, in his first year, 
at Illinois on the cusp of making a bowl game, and this is why bowl games still matter. It may not necessarily matter to your big, big, big time established programs. Illinois is not there yet. Coach Bielma wants to get them there. But for these type of Power 5 programs like Illinois, bowl games will matter. When um, you had a bowl opening, it came down between Illinois and Rutgers. After I asked Coach, Coach Bart Miller on the podcast, you can go listen to that episode here. I asked him on there, on there saying, you know, how really close were you guys to going to playing in a bowl game? And he said, Steve, you know, I was in my garage. I was, you know, working on something and phone rings and, you know, he says, hey, be ready to go. Like, get the guys. And, you know, they were ready to go. They were very, very close to playing a bowl game at five and seven. Um, now he, Coach Bielema and Coach Bart Miller and the rest of the coaches would have loved to have earned it, you know, saying six wins, seven wins. Um, but they were going to take it. But that's how serious they were. And one thing with this Illinois team, it's on the rise. It, 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 it's on the rise. We're gonna we're poised to have a good year this year um, by our standards, and it's just going to continue to go up. Um, Coach Bielma seems to be the right person for the job um, heading into this year because he grew up in Illinois. He's from Illinois. He understands it the way he's trying to recruit to stay getting kids to flip recruiting that left originally left Illinois and either flip the recruiting to come back um, to look at the weaknesses of the team last year and, and, you know, address those and try to fix those, um, allow the coaches to do their thing. Recruiting-wise for Illinois standards has been great. And the culture building he is doing, like I said, here's the culture building. When they were going to go to that bowl game, when that when that was happening, they're off campus. Like they're gone you know, football's been done. They haven't really done any hitting. And, you know, Coach Coach Miller said, we called the guys, and they came right back. They're like, we'll be right there. And they all came back. So the culture of you're, you're going to play in a bowl game maybe if we can make it. I'm trying to get us in this bowl game. And they immediately come back. How many people can honestly say they would come back? So the culture that he's built there, the improvement you saw last year, now, Illinois is going to look a little different this year, and that's why it was important to watch the spring game to kind of see. And I got a little bit of insight talking to Coach Miller off recording and then recording just a little bit of insight, not a lot. Um, they are going to look different. Now, defensively, they're going to look a little bit different. They're going to start to evolve into what Coach Bielma wants to run and Coach Miller wants to run. Now, we saw glimpses of that last year. But the biggest things for Illinois was culture recruiting and then the defense will figure it out because they got better. Coach Walters was highly talked about to maybe try to leave Illinois. Not necessarily leave Illinois, but people outside of the, the, the team were saying that he was going to be a hot commodity of the defense because how much better they did get over the season. And Illinois had to give him an extension to try to make sure he's not losing. We, we may lose him after this year if they do well or in another year. But that's just how good and one year the defense got because Coach Bielema – it's a, it's a weird combination of you know, normally don't hear from a head coach like this is an if you want to play offensive line you go to coach Bielma you want to play defense you go play for coach Bielma like that it's a weird you know combination you know normally you hear oh if you want to be if you want to be involved in running the football you go to this coach if you want to be involved in passing or RPO you go to this coach you want to go to the NFL you go to this coach so what a weird combination because coach Bielma I think outside of Nick Saban has the most offensive lineman draft in the NFL since his time being head coach of Wisconsin and Arkansas. So it's just a weird combination, but they're going to continue to rise. Um, you know, again, culture, we, we kind of discussed a little bit the culture. 
um, the excitement. You know, us fans, we're all excited. The campus is excited. Coach Whitman's excited. And it's just an excitement that hasn't been there in a while. And uh, so that part I think he's doing a really good job of. The way he and the coaches personally call season ticket holders. The way he personally talks to the alumni. Now, some other coaches at other Power Fives probably do this, but previous coaching staffs did not, at least it wasn't talked about that they did this. The relationship he's trying to build with the Illinois high school coaches where they're calling every single head coach like once a month just to talk to them. So he's really making the presence known. The culture's being built over the state. He wants it to be the university in the state. He doesn't want people to go to Northwestern. He doesn't want people even to go to like Illinois State or Southern. He wants Illinois to be the landing spot. The way he was able to keep guys his first year to not go to the transfer portal was big. The way he's gotten some guys to come from the transfer portal. So the culture type building that he is doing is is on the right side. Um, offense was a struggle for Illinois last year. Um, so changes were made with that. You know, they Illinois only averaged 20.3 points per game. Only scored 244 points. Only on 26 touchdowns. So... You don't need to say they did struggle. Um, passing, they struggled. There was only 1,874 passing yards. Um, you know, 165 completions out of 100, or 322 attempts. Passing yards per game was only 156. Now running the ball, not an issue, but that's what Illinois was. Brent Bielman, wants, he wants to run the ball. He, You know, that Wisconsin times, go watch him when he was there. He wants to run the football. When he was at Arkansas, he wants to run the football. So Illinois rushing attempts, they had 468 rushing attempts, 2,083 rushing yards, which is good. They averaged 4.5 yards per carry, um, 173.6 yards of rush yards per game with 12 rushing touchdowns. But talking to Coach Miller, and you hear people talk about oh, but talking to Coach Miller, he even says one of the things that was talked about during the season, even after the season, was, yeah, they can run the ball, but they, 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 you have to still complete the ball, especially in the Big Ten, in passing. And Illinois struggled, whether it was Tatowski, whether it was, you know, Brandon Peters. We could not – there was times where we overthrow a hitch, like, you know, a foot over their – you know, a couple inches, feet over their head, or throw it at their feet, or we just miss. We were inconsistently passing the ball. And so teams knew this, and so teams would put eight to ten guys up in the box or close to the box and say, they're going to run the ball. So he came out in that barge which Coach Miller had to re-educate me on that they did it at Wisconsin when they were there. So, you you know, the offense last year was a huddle team. They went under center and shotgun, but they did a lot of under center. You saw a lot of zone run, which is fine, but that's really all they did, some zone, a little bit of outside zone or wide zone. Um, you saw a couple of duos where he wanted to control – they wanted to control the line of scrimmage and push people, but it was really mainly zone. Um, once in a while they have power if it was a play action RPO. But passing was not very good for the University of Illinois football team. And Coach Bielma recognized that. Now, not to say they weren't going to address some things on defense because, you know, defense does win games. But they got better as the year went on. And the offense just kind of stayed stagnant besides the rush game. The run game you can't really, you know, complain. Um, people complain about the offensive line when they couldn't get a good run game going, but – it, it, as a lot of, if anybody out there does a coach knows when there is eight guys, seven guys, nine guys in the box, it's hard to run the football when you're offensive linemen. You can't blame them for that. And so 
one thing Coach Bielma did address was he got a new offensive coordinator and got rid of Tony Peterson from last year's staff after one year. Um, he's like, we, we got to do something different. Um, and so he went out and he hired UTSA's offensive coordinator, um, Barry uh, Looney Jr., uh, brings him on from uh, being at UTSA, which UTSA did beat Illinois week two, I believe, uh, last year. But they had an explosive offense. They were undefeated for the longest time, had a historic season at UTSA, and they had, a, had an explosive offense. There were no huddle, still wanted to run the football, but they were no huddle. They could throw the ball, a lot of crossing routes and stuff, at least against Illinois. So they bring him on, and so that was another, that was a change that Coach Bielema made to try to help out the offense. And then uh, the recruiting. Recruiting, you know, was decent for the University of Illinois into 2022. And like I said, hopefully I read this right. Some of these are, you know, for me, looking at them. Um, Illinois 2022 football commits. The overall rank is 63. Um, they had a 95 transfer rating. So they got they got some good guys. Um, Aiden uh, Lowry. Uh, from Gibson City, which is only about a half hour, twenty minutes from Illinois or Champaign, Illinois, um, will be a pretty good. He's a pretty good player. Um, Jared Batty from you know Oswego East, Illinois, is pretty good. Um, I'm just getting those shout outs because they're in Illinois. Um, in the spring game, you saw some um, Ian Pogue from Fenwick up in Oak Park in Illinois, and then a big, big offensive lineman is I Chrysler. He is huge. Here it says he weighs 350, but he said he was up to 400 at one point. He was a transfer from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Um, Isaiah Adams is another offensive tackle that's pretty big. He comes from Garden City in Kansas City Junior College. Jordan Anderson's a running back that's going to get some time from Juliet Catholic here in Juliet, Illinois. And then, you know, you get some wide receivers to flip, like Hank Beatty from Rochester. Um, you get a tight end, Henry Boyer from Oakland here in Illinois. T.J. Griffin is a safety that they got from um, Payless Hills here in Illinois. So they, they recruiting wise, and there's much more other much more other ones here. Um, but you know, so Illinois got the recruiting trail pretty much down. Um, then some transfers they got uh, Jonah Morris. Um, he comes from Northern Colorado. But that's a receiver to help with the wide receiver court because, again, Illinois, you know, we're talking about just the offense as, as a whole. One thing you're noticing is we're just trying to replace the offensive line. I thought the offensive line still played pretty well. Um, Coach Miller even told me, like, it's going to be a young offensive line this year, but they're going to be big. Um, and we'll talk about that more in the spring game. But there was some things here in recruiting that, you know, were addressed. You know, Jonah Morris' wide receiver being transferred in helps out. Um, then they got a couple defensive guys who addressed because we'll talk about what from the spring game here. And then they got Tommy DeVito, quarterback transfer, and we're going to talk about that um, as we go on. But new, you know, new offensive coordinator to change some things up, and they recruited well from Illinois standards, not Coach Bielema standards as well, but they want to be better. But for right now, you know, until he really gets established, it was good recruiting from that end. Um, so, again, we'll talk about defense too, but the biggest thing for Illinois was their offense. Offense struggled. So rewatching the spring game, because I watched it originally, but I wanted to rewatch it again. And it's on YouTube. Everybody can watch it. One thing, let's talk about what they showed. They're not going to show us everything. There's things that this offense can probably do, and you hear them talk about it. Um, Jay Lehman on there talked about it. One thing that you might see that we didn't get to see was we didn't see quarterback runs. We didn't see every single play they're going to throw, right? They just showed some generic things. But you can already tell – from the spring game, what was said was true. 
I believe Coach Bielma called, you know, the, the biggest thing was they were no huddle. They were no huddle. I think Coach Bielma called it the temp, you know, up-tempo pro, where he wants to be up-tempo but still have pro-style um, concepts, um, pro-style type runs, but still be no huddle. Um, so they want to run the ball still in different ways. He's not going to change that. Um did not see him go under center much. You know, if you watch the whole first half, I think they went under center one time. I think they came out in like a double wing, at least one wing formation. They So they don't go under center. I, they have the opportunity to, and they probably will do it from time to time. But I think Coach Bill is okay being a shotgun, no huddle up-tempo team to try to get people off guard. Doesn't give – when you're a huddle – so when you're a huddle team, you break the huddle – the defense still has to hurry up and get set, but it gives them a moment to kind of catch their breath. If you're no huddle and up-tempo, you know, there's only so many calls they can personally get in as well on a defense. Uh, even if you're not up-tempo but you're no huddle, it gives you a chance to see how they're lined up. And you know if they're lined up with a two high, you get a couple plays because they can only be in a couple things when they're too high. When they're one high, there's only a couple things they can be in. you got some, you know, plays that you can do. You can motion, do a check with me, check with me and stuff like that. So that was one difference you saw with Illinois with their no huddle. Uh, calls the up-tempo pro, I believe is what they call it. Still wants, still wants to run the ball. Did not see him go under center very much. Now, you still saw tight ends being used, whether they're in wings or on the line of scrimmage. You saw tight end wing sets where you have a tight end on the line of scrimmage and a wing right behind them and no receiver out this way to try to unbalance them in the run game, and you're actually unbalancing them in the run game on the line of scrimmage that way, but then you're also, when you've got those two guys in, you're unbalancing them to the other side because you still got two receivers out there that you've got to shift over and watch, and if you motion running back out there and do different things, so just unbalance. I saw a lot of that. Different formations, different motions to formations, which was awesome to see. Uh, moving the wide receivers around, I saw a couple times if you pay attention, they're moving tight ends, they're putting them in the slots because when you start subbing guys in, the defense can sub in before you can hike the ball. But when you sub in certain guys or only hand down tight ends, then they know that they're going to bring in a certain personnel because this guy is only going to be a hand down tight end. So a couple things I saw were they still took their big tight ends and put them either at that wing, a little bit out from a wing maybe, and then more out into the slot to help out with that type of thing because, you know, again, you don't want the defense to be able to sub in and figure out your personnel and exactly what you're going to do. It makes you more versatile. Another thing I saw in this offense that I did not see enough last year, or hardly at all, if we saw any of this, it was only with one person, which was Isaiah Williams, who was still on the team. I saw more misdirection than I did last year. And what I mean by misdirection, we're not talking about wing T. We're not talking about triple option, even though some of this has triple option you know, looks to it, they would jet across and snap the ball and the jet guys fake and they'll fake, turn the ball off, fake and toss it. Or, you know, to the jet guy. Or they run the ball, he snaps the ball, tosses it to the jet guy, they're running wide zone on the line of scrimmage and they're faking like an option the other way. You saw those type of misdirections. Now what I mean, so these are just, I think, snippets of what we'll see because if you watch UTSA, they want to run the quarterback. And I think Coach Bielma wants to get to, you know have a mobile quarterback, which I think they have in DeVito, but they obviously didn't show this. They did not show quarterback runs. There's a couple times he took off because the pocket broke down when they had passing plays. But I think this is just a 
snippet or a sneak of what they are going to do. They're going to have this, you know, jet misdirection and they can run some type of option off of it. They could run some type of bubble off of it. They could just run DeVito out there. They could fake that and throw it deep or throw something off of it. So showing those jets, faking that jet, it's misdirection. You're trying to get the linebacker's eyes or safety's eyes to go that way. You could fake the jet, fake the handoff, and throw it out there. There are different things you can do. So I think this is just snippets of trying to open up the playbook. Um, Up front, I've already mentioned this. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, they were running wide zone off of that. You saw wide zone slash outside zone because sometimes it looked like they were trying to hook them, but it still looked like they were trying to run them off the ball as offensive line and tight ends. The tight ends kind of tried to hook them, but I think they just kind of want them to run them off the field so they're running their wide zone. And they were running wide zone off of handing the ball off to the running back. They were doing it from sidecar, and they were doing it off of the jet guy. So when the jet guy comes, he either handed it off or toss it to him. And he's running. And one thing I saw Illinois doing a better job of is we, we, we know what our running backs can do. We saw what Chase Brown was going to do. He's going to put his foot down and get up the field. You were seeing like Isaiah Williams or other wide receivers in the slot put their foot down and get north and south if they could. If they can go around, they can go around. But when you do that, it's getting their eyes to look. You know, taking quote-unquote wing T tendencies or triple option tendency or, or types of plays and, you know, what they do when you're putting into into that – you know, it's kind of Illinois coming into the 21st century of offense of what college has been doing. It's, it's like they're finally getting there. Um, watching the old staff before Coach Bielma, it was never – never knew what we were. We were like a pro-style team under center, huddle up, eye formation. Then we became like a spread team just trying to run the option stuff. And then we became just a spread team that was just going to stand there and throw it and throw bubble screens. Like We just never really had an identity. I think this identity is still going to be to run the ball, but you're going to have this fun little misdirection tendencies off the Jets stuff. Run game-wise, you know we're not going to be too worried about it. Um, plenty of inside zone off of there, which was what they did last year. And I just mentioned you had a lot of wide zone off of there too, which they did a pretty good job of last year. Then you saw a couple more scap schemes. There's a little bit of power, but I saw way more – GT power. And I saw misdirection with the jet running GT. So you they bring the jet guy. You know, if the jet's coming from the right, they fake to the jet guy, but then he's but the guy the running back is sidecar. So the jet guy's faking. You're pulling handing the ball off to the running back. He's running behind the guard tackle pulling. And to me, you could call that bash if you want. They could get to a point where the quarterback's reading that. Um, you could hand the ball off or have the quarterback run behind the GT. Um, to me, that's bash. So they, they can get to that point. They can get to where that jet guy's there. You could fake and hold that guy running the GT what they could and then pitch it. So I am predicting you're going to see some type of option stuff off of that. But again, it's misdirection. Now you're getting something happen on the line of scrimmage. You're getting that. Now, just because they're doing the spring game doesn't mean it's going to happen all year. This is another way to also maybe try something to see what it really looks like in a game-type situation. But last year, you didn't really see all that. You saw some pin and pull. You know, Coach Miller talking about they ran some pin and pull. Didn't really see that in the spring game. It was there a couple times. 
but they ran a lot of G- more GT. They still ran all their zone stuff because that's who they're going to be. They're a young, going to be a young offensive line as a as a whole group total. Um, so predicting you're going to see some more gap scheme because they want to pull guys. They want to freeze those linebackers because you're probably going to see more RPO stuff. You're going to see more um, short game routes. So they are going to want to run some gap scheme to help complement the zone, but it's also going to complement the pass game or RPO game. The offensive line, again, they look good. Being young, going against you know, some of the, you know, veteran defensive guys that were on there, some of their big defensive linemen, looked, looked pretty good. The offensive line looks big. You know, I talk about Chrysler. He's huge. They have some big offensive linemen. Even though they're young, there are some big bodies up front, but they're pretty mobile. And Coach Miller is going to do a great job coaching those offensive linemen up. But they looked huge, huge. But they could move. They could run their feet. And having those big guys... It's third and one. We, there's no doubt being that big, and if you can get the defense to stay honest on the outside and not just stack the box, we're going to have some big offensive linemen. They, we could run behind, which is fantastic. Um, another, so I'm not worried about the offensive line. People talk about the offensive line. I'm not too worried about it. Quarterback play was a huge, huge struggle for Illinois. Huge struggle. Uh, Peters was inconsistent. You know, Satowski had his moments at the very beginning when he came in, and then just, just it just flat out didn't look good. You know. We talked about when it's like third and eight and we throw a four-yard pass. You know, fourth and eight and we throw a four-yard pass. We talked about overthrowing a hitch. We talked about forcing the ball and getting intercepted. Not making good decisions. And the thing is, Peters could kind of move, but it's nice to have a mobile quarterback. And so Illinois in the transfer portal to get Tommy DeVito to transfer from Syracuse. People, you know, I remember when it first happened, people say, oh, this is not the elite quarterback. Illinois doesn't get elite quarterbacks. Not saying, no offense to him. Not saying this guy's going to be like the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be, you know, negative about it. He could. He obviously could. But I'm not saying that. But here's what I'm saying. From watching him in the spring game, listening to people talk about him, I think it's going to be good. Especially when you watch the spring game. Because here's the thing. He's been around, guys. He's been around for a while. Played at Syracuse in 2018. Okay. He's been there since 2018. Now, you could look at his whole career. 3,866 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Okay. I believe he was um, hurt in 2020 or last year, one of those years. Um, He was hurt or rotated in or somebody, quote, unquote, beat him out. I I, I can't remember the whole story. Like his best year was 2019. um, Threw for uh, 2,360 yards, 19 touchdowns to five interceptions. And so, but kind of inconsistent. But here's what I'm going to say about watching him in the spring game. He's established. You know, this is going to be his fifth year. He got another year from the COVID year. Um, he looked like a power five quarterback. He played at Syracuse. Uh, he looked, you know, poised. There were times the pocket broke down. He stayed and he moved and he threw the ball. Throwing hitches, he threw the ball. They call it throwing on a string. Threw it right to the guy as hard as he could. Looked like good form. Wasn't wild. Um, had a, at least a couple shots down the field that worked. Hit the, the mesh routes and the shallow routes really good. He just looked like a poised quarterback. And the thing playing at Syracuse is he played in the fastest offense that you can play in because Coach Babers coached under Art Bryles at Baylor when they were going as fast as humanly possible. 
And so he played for Coach Babers at Syracuse and the ACC, so he played good competition, to play in the fastest offense that you could play, to come to Illinois and be in a similar type offense where you're going to look to run the ball because Syracuse wants to run the football in that up-tempo. They want to run the football. Make no mistake about it. And so to go from that to Illinois where Coach Looney Jr. is going to do the same thing where they want to go fast, have the ability to go slow, so to him, it's probably going to come out simple. You don't have to go as fast. So that gives him an advantage coming to Illinois. And again, watching him in the spring game, he was made for the offense. He looked poised. It looked like he was able to read a defense and looked like he had a handle on it. And again, he's mobile. He showed he broke the pocket, broke down a couple times, um, which is going to happen in a game. He took off and ran. He's very mobile. You know, so... They didn't show design quarterback runs, but you're going to see design quarterback runs in the season, and you're going to see some of that misdirection, maybe bubble stuff, option pitch or whatever. But him being mobile is going to not have them stack the box as much because they want to protect the outside if he were to take off, which is going to help us in a third and five situation where it breaks down. He may be able to get the first down with his feet that we haven't had in a while. I know Isaiah Williams, when he played quarterback, he could do something like that. He looked great at the wide receiver position. Um, all the other wide receivers, that was another problem. We only had him. Ford, yes, but it was just not the best of seasons, but I think he's going to have a bounce back. So Isaiah Williams was like the only person to throw to. We didn't have a person to really throw up to, but we recruited. We talked about the recruits at the wide receiver position, some guys that can come in and immediately make an immediate impact. The wide receivers looked good. They were running the routes really hard. They were getting open. Um, they were making some catches. And so I think the wide receivers, and then they were moving them around. They weren't in the same spot every time. So watching them do that, they were, you saw a lot of mesh routes. Um, you saw a lot of comeback routes, the shallow routes, man beaters. Uh, so I think they're, the tools are going to be in the tool belt for Illinois on offense to do well. And you're going to see a lot better play from the wide receivers. And you're going to have a leadership quarterback. Coach Bila talked about um, DeVito saying, and you heard him talk about it with Brandon Peters. He wants the quarterback to demand the room. But Peters wasn't like this huge vocal person. Well, DeVito is. Like, he's going to be very vocal. And they talked about it. Like, he's already vocal. He's already taking command with the offense and being a leader. And that's what they need. So, I'm not saying this offense can come in and just blow everybody out of the water. But it has taken the necessary steps forward to get better. So, the offense is going to get better. It is going to get better. The, the changes they have made... Illinois' offense is going to be better. The running back positions, I'm not worried about. Chase Brown's going to do his thing. They've they filled that running back pretty well um, in the group. And then if worst comes to worst, if you want to switch up, Isaiah Williams can go back there and he could run the football. So the running backs, you know, the running back spot, not too concerned about. You saw them, if you watch the spring game on YouTube, they put their foot down and get north and south very quickly. So I'm not too worried about the running back position. So Illinois' offense is going to compete to win that side of the division in the Big Ten. You can count on it. They are going to be there, and they're going to be a problem. Someone's this thorn, they're going to be a thorn on somebody's side. And the beauty of it is in the spring game, you watch the backup quarterbacks. They're pretty big. They look decent. And they play in this offense, and they're just going to get better. So, you know, DeVito, when he has to go, they're going to be ready to step in. And so this year and years to come, if Illinois continues to recruit Coach Bielma's there and they keep everything intact, they're going to be a problem. And then watching the defense, I, I watch the offense way more, and I apologize. Um, watching the spring game and watching the defense. Defense did their thing. They were flying around. They were tackling well. Um, they were flying around the football well. They broke the pocket down a couple of times on the offense. But one thing you saw was 
Last year, you know, they would hop into, they wanted to play man, and then they realized they had to play zone. And as the year went on, they got better at mix and matching both. Coach Bielma comes from a 3-4 type background, and Coach Walters comes from a 4-2-5 when he was at Missouri. From the outside watching, looking in, this is not 100% factual, but from the outside watching, you know, outside looking in. In the spring game, you saw a lot of three odd man fronts, and they were bringing five. They were bringing the linebackers off the edge. They were moving guys around. Then they'd hop into their four-man front. But we have a couple big nose guards, which is great for that 3-4. I think Coach Bill wants to get to that 3-4, but you can use four two five principles in your coverages in the 3-4. So I think that's where he and Coach Walters will connect. And Coach Walters and Coach Bill have come out and said, hey, just because we have these philosophies, just because we have these thoughts of like, this is the type of defense I want to run, this is the type of defense I want to run, they are very good, and they've said this, about they're just going to run what's going to fit their guys. So if they have guys that are going to run more of a 3-4, or that's all they can, that's really what they can do, that's what they're going to do. They come in and they're an even man front to run a 4-2-5. That's what they're going to do. But you saw, I saw both. You're going to watch and you're going to see four-man front. You're going to see it look like a 3-4 look. They'll walk a guy down and he's technically going to be their defensive end and they're running you know, the 2-5 the behind the, the, the even man. But you were seeing more of the odd man front stuff. And we have some big defensive linemen for recruiting and transfer portal coming in that are going that, that look good. And so hopefully that the big nose guard point is going to give centers problems in the Big Ten, especially on Illinois' schedule, and go go give those guys issues because you, you would slant off of those stunt, off those, bring those linebackers, and you still have help on the backside. And they were good at communicating. They were good at flying up and making the tackle. Um, they had a couple third and short stops against the spring game and they're on against the offense. So defense is going to do their thing. They have, you know, good linebacker play. They have fast linebacker play. Because that's Coach Bielma's thing. You know, he loves defense. And Coach Walters, like I said, he the way they got the defense to get better as the year went on last year is just going to continue this year. There's no reason why it wouldn't. Um, you know, they played pretty well last year. We didn't really give up, um, you know, a whole bunch of points last year. Um, you know, going off of memory, uh, we'll get get it pulled up, you know. We gave up some points, but here's where you can see as the year went on to not really be giving up these huge amount of points. Like Nebraska, we gave up 22, but 22, you're in a spot to win. UTSA, like I said, we give up 37 and lose, and we give up 42 to Virginia. But this that Virginia game, and even the next game against Maryland, is kind of when it started to take a turn, and you could see the points given up. Um, give up tw- uh, 20 to Maryland. You give up 13 to Purdue, and we lose the game. Like, like right there, and we're going to talk about offense defense. UTSA, we lose the game right there. We lost 37-30. to 30. There's a possession to like tie it up or at least go for two and try to win. We get blown up by Virginia. It just wasn't a good game. But then we lose to Maryland by three, 20-17. Lose to Purdue last year, 13-9. This is That's where the offense comes in to where they struggled. They have to come in there and win. We give up 14 to Charlotte and win. But then you only give up 24 to Wisconsin. Now, when I say only, 24, you still are in a spot that you should compete for that game. You only give up uh, 18 to Penn State. I mean, one in nine overtimes. You will uh, not all nine overtime. Give up 20 to Rutgers. Only give up six to Minnesota. Um, now you give up 33 to Iowa. It's okay. Then you give up 14 to Northwestern. So as a whole, your the defense was playing pretty well, and so the recruiting um, got better for the um, defense. 
because we talked about the recruits that Illinois got on offense, still got some defensive linemen. Um, Tara Edwards was a transfer from Northwestern, actually. Um, he'll come in and be able to play pretty well, defensive guy. Rashad Wilkins comes from um, – he's a transfer that comes into Illinois that's going to make an impact, came from Vanderbilt. I don't care what people say, you know, coming in from anywhere. Um, so you got a couple guys that transferred in. Kid from Oswego East is going to be huge. James Crutes from Illinois, the linebackers, can come in and play. So you got a lot of guys here from Illinois as well. Um, and a couple other recruits. And then a couple of groups in a couple of years coming in. That's going to be great. Um, so the defense is going to be able to fly around and make plays. We're not too worried about that. So defense is going to continue. But again, you you watch the spring game. You kind of saw more kind of maybe what they're going to look at as a base, which is their 3-4, but still hop into that four-man front. So Illinois is on the rise. Watching that spring game should just show you that they're, they're up. They're on their way up. And so Illinois is poised to have a good year. They are poised and in a position to get to a bowl game and then poised to build off of that to next year, if not this year, competing to win their side of the division. That's what they're looking to do is to win that side of the division. Not saying they win the Big Ten yet. They're not. They're going to get there with Coach Bielema. And it's an exciting time to have Coach Bielema and Coach Underwood at Illinois to get Illinois up to this point. So be on the lookout for the University of Illinois football. Their offense is going to put more points up on the board. They're going to win more than five games this year. They're going to compete. They're going to be a thorn in teams' backside. And if they get some confidence during the season, especially with a young offensive line, a new quarterback and everything, they will give teams problems. They are on the rise. And I'm not talking, you know, people can say if they want, are they going to be like Alabama and everything else? They are just on the rise. I'm talking about the Big Ten. They're on the rise. Watching that spring game just makes me feel more confident saying that. So be on the lookout for the University of Illinois football this year. Uh, that wraps up the episode. Thank you guys for watching and or listening. Please hit the like button, subscribe button on the, on the YouTube channel. It just helps out so much. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Twitter is at Coach underscore Steve72. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please rate it on Apple and listen to it to where you get, listen to your podcast and everything else. Um, check out the Patreon, um, Coach Steve Show at patreon.com. Check out the extra episodes there. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Um, hopefully you guys are watching Illinois football this year. Be on the lookout for other episodes. Check out all the old ones. Go check out the one with Coach Miller about Illinois too for your extra Illinois info. Um, thank you guys again, and we will see you next time.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.